On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing A Smoky Mountain Christmas, starring Dolly Parton and Lee Majors. Joining us for discussion will be Sharare Drury, Editor-in-Chief at Culture S. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Tonight, a special holiday ABC premiere presentation. I'm dreaming of a smoky mountain Christmas. She was looking for something the big city couldn't give her. Cut it. <laughs> but what she found were seven orphans who gave her a greater gift. We want you to be our mama. But it wouldn't be a Christmas story without a little magic. Dolly Parton, Lee Majors. Dreaming of a smoky mountain Christmas. A smoky mountain Christmas next. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 92. This is Brandon, and as always with me is my own Mountain Dan, your co-hoster, Cullen. I broke into someone's abandoned mountain cabin just to record this episode. (laughs) Today we're here to discuss the 1986 television film, A Smoky Mountain Christmas. Cullen, how do they do Christmas up in them Smokies? Country and Western singer on a trip through the Tennessee mountains runs into a reclusive backwoodsman. And a witch. A Smoky Mountain Christmas is directed by Henry Winkler. Hey, and stars Dolly Parton, Lee Majors, Bo Hopkins, Dan Hedaya, Anita Morris, Jenny James, and Ashley Bank. Welcome back, or hello, for the first time to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. We hope you enjoyed our Linnea Quigley month and are ready to move right on into the holidays. So, Colin, for the past three years, this spot in our show was reserved for a Star Wars tie-in. Yes, and then Disney said, hey, you know what we should do? Have two Star Wars movies six months apart. (laughs) And here we are. We all see how well that works out. Star Wars recently brought on Nick Nolte into the universe, so we've brought Lee Majors into ours. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a parallel, sure. Sure. <laughs> so so this year, we're going to just double your dose of the holiday cheer with uh, another additional holiday movie. we got two coming at you. We'll return to our regularly scheduled first December episode programming when Star Wars Episode Nine hits theaters. So now, we're going to do a holiday film, but first... Joining us to discuss this Smoky Mountain Christmas, we are extremely excited to bring you, from Culture S, the editor-in-chief herself, Sharare Drury. Howdy, y'all. Hello. (laughs) It sounds like you're from the Smoky Mountains. I mean, I kind of slightly am. I grew up in Memphis, so. (laughs) I'm 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 going to lean forward. I'm going to tip my hat. <clears throat> Ma'am. Thanks. <laughs> How are you doing? Welcome I am good. I and I will preface that because I am from Tennessee or at least grew up there, I might actually drop a few y'alls and southernisms in this. Cause like I as much as I've like lived in other cities, I can't remove Tennessee from me. And watching this movie, it was a was a blast from the Smoky Mountain past. I'll tell you guys that. <laughs> was it a, a welcome blast or one that kind of made your skin crawl blast? 
I mean, there might be some moments <laughs> that were a little creepy. Like, um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Like, Dolly Parton saying that she'd be happy to skin a rabbit. Mm. I, was like, I was like, girl, you have never touched an animal other than, like, what the wig is on your head. But like, <laughs> we'll get into that. No, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, growing up in Memphis is nowhere near the Smoky Mountains, but we would go to Nashville all the time in Gatlinburg. And where Dolly's from, she's actually from an area of, like, Tennessee called Pittman, Tennessee, which is in, like, Sevier County. And they've got, like, maybe 400, 500 people that live there. But like that's that's really not like that crazy for like towns like that are out in the mountain areas or even in middle Tennessee where I grew up. We were lucky. We had like 10,000 people, maybe 15,000 people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I like and that's and that's massive, but I mean compared to like Sevier County and areas like that where you get like 500. And I actually think in this movie we saw every single person that lived in that town. <laughs> Of like the, oh, the yeah. people in the cast. <laughs> That's the town. That was it. <laughs> oh man, witchcraft! It's 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 a serious problem out there, folks. We laugh in this movie, but it's a, it's <laughs> we a don't know their pl- we don't know their plate. Sharari, <laughs> <laughs> before we get in the movie, let's hear about you, our listeners. Maybe some of them are culturists, watchers, and readers, and they're excited. But maybe our base is like who or what? So. Tell us about why they should be stopping by there daily. Culturist, it's a women's pop culture website where I and a fellow fangirls basically uh, hang out and nerd out over everything from film and television to video games and celebrity news. And also what's kind of awesome is we're part of a bigger network of uh, fandom sites, which is called Fansighted. And something exciting, I guess, for anyone who uh, is a part of any fandom, whether you're like a big fan of Ariana Grande and Beyonce or like Star Wars and Game of Thrones, Fansighted right now is ranking all of the fandoms in the world. And if you go to Fansighted or Culturist.com after you listen to this podcast, you can check out what we have uh, is called the Fandom 250. And you can find out if your fandom made our list and also who won in each of the major categories i know already who won in some of them but you can go and check them out like who won in movies and celebrities and things like that maybe it was star wars you'll have to go and uh, find out but as far as culturist goes if there are any fangirls listening we welcome all of you to our site because that's essentially what we do every day is we fangirl about everything and everything possible in pop culture cool can you give us an exclusive as to what number 76 is <laughs> I'm not asking one through ten. I mean, one in the top one hundred. I have memorized the entire Brand- list. Br- Brandon, that's ridiculous. Just, just, just tell, tell us this: How high up on the list is Cop Rock? <laughs> Cop Rock fandom. I mean, I will say though, who knows if Dolly made the list? Yeah. <laughs> she, oh yeah. <laughs> she'll be really racking up some points. Just a, just, just a disclaimer out there, folks. Don't get your hopes up. Ghoulies fandom, you've been knocked off the list this year. Don't think you made <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ghoulies go to college and ghoulies go off the list. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you. I, I, you know, I gave you a bunch of movies. I think you've told us why you picked this one of them all. So is, is this everybody's first time watching Smoky Mountain Christmas? I didn't know this existed until you texted me about it. So, Yes. I had heard of it, like uh, you hear through the backwoods of Tennessee. No, I shouldn't say that. There's no, <laughs> there were, I don't live by backwoods. I live like in a regular neighborhood <laughs> in Tennessee. But I had heard of it, 
And I feel like, again, that's that's just like my Tennessee knowledge. But I think if I were to tell anyone on the street, they would have like no idea that this was out there. Don't really, I don't really know a lot of background in this movie other than like Fonzie directed it. And Dolly Parton <laughs> was like the co-story person on this. And that's about it. Not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. We had done this movie our first year called Rhinestone that was Dolly Parton and Sylvester Stallone where she takes him to Tennessee to try to turn him into a country singer. And wow. that was one of our, our first year. Like we talked about that episode a lot. Like I brought up by people we talked to a lot and then nothing. And then now we had this, we did Oscar with Stallone back in September. Thanks Rachel friend for that nightmare. <laughs> and now we're here. With Dolly Parton again, it's just funny how when one came back, the other showed up right around the corners. Would she fare better than Oscar, which Colin and I are still haunted by? Really? Oscar? Have you seen that movie? You know, maybe a story for another time, but that is like one of my family's like favorite movies because of how horrible and just ridiculous it is. I don't know why. I don't know. It's because of Tim Curry. Like, I don't know why. He's the best part. Dr. Poole is like the best person ever. (laughs) Harry Shearer is the best part of that movie. Everything he does lands. He, everyone else. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I think I don't remember what the guy's name is, but he's in the movie. He's like Sylvester Stallone's like right hand man or something. And I think there's just one part like I don't even remember what he's saying or who it's to, but he's like Kale Surprise, and I don't know why it was like my favorite line. In that movie, or when Stallone's like, Dr. Bull! But it's also, like, it's ridiculous to see, like, Stallone playing what I think everyone stereotypically thinks he's playing, but also it's a it's a ridiculous movie. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh, Oscar. Well, now, let's get back. Let's get on to Dolly. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> we go to the Smoky Mountain Christmas. The opening credits here, they look like a storybook, and Dolly narrates about a princess living in a castle on some grassy green hill. It doesn't really make sense. And at first, like, when she's talking and the pages are flipping through, they don't go together at all. I was like, what is... Because she's like, there's a princess in a castle, and there's a picture of Santa in a sleigh. In the book, <laughs> did anybody not pick up? Like, oh, I, but how yeah. do you know that Santa isn't the princess? I mean, who's to say? No, it did not make any sense. No, I, was like, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, then there's that, like that drawing of Dolly Parton in there too. Like, like, is, wait, is she like sexy Mrs. Claus? What is what is the story here? <laughs> I think that's what they try to hint to at some point in the film, but then we get to uh, the film as she mentions Hollywood, and then we have that you know one page that zooms in. That's actually the movie, and uh, we're on the set of a video shoot featuring Dolly as uh, her character Lorna. There's guys wearing colored tanks and like chaps dancing around her, and she does this country memories song. Country memories keep pulling at my heartstrings. Wow. (laughs) Neon everywhere for some reason. When I think country, I think neon. I think these guys dancing. Oh, my. I was like, well, we're in for a treat right here. Yeah, that's like what I think threw me off because you like you see what the cover for those who like look up what the cover of this movie looks like with her like 
standing in her whatever country garments like with like a little tree like in a cabin and that's where it starts I was like I don't know what I'm about to like get into for the next hour and a half of my life when Dolly Parton singing like country memories in like a gem music video I was like I I wish I I know exactly that actually might have made it better but I was just like oh yay well, I mean, Dolly Parton is truly outrageous, so why hasn't this happened yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she stops the song in the middle of it, and we do we have to take note of this guy named Harry, who's a paparazzi taking photos of her. And she's arguing with the director that what she's doing isn't country, and I'm like, okay, at least the movie understands this, too. I, I was relieved <laughs> when that happened, because I thought we were in for a whole movie of that kind of music. Oh, oh no, this is, this is going to be bad news for an hour and a half. And uh, her manager's trying to cross her over, he says, which is like ahead of its time, right? Because like pop country wasn't pop country back then, right? That was country. It was like more like it was, stuff. It was a straight, yeah, like at that point. Yeah, it was still country country. I don't think you get into any of that stuff until like the 90s or really just Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That's, that's she was trying to be a Taylor Swift before like she could and. But There's she, only room for one Taylor Swift in our life history. Dolly says no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He suggests that she sees a therapist and and gets some rest because of her unhappiness. The video does suck. Just just make it not suck. I mean, that's a very broad yeah, generalization, but I mean, it's, like it's it's just a bad video. Just get yeah, a yeah. <laughs> it's not like she was saying like, "Oh, I'm all burnt out." She's like, "No, it's." Just, this looks stupid, and she was right. Just someone fix it. Someone else designed the set. Fix it. <laughs> like all of us, when we're down in the dumps, not feeling good about life and stuff, we go and uh, console ourselves in our mansion. She sits in her bed writing some tunes, uh, and her we get a voiceover talking about our old friend Mary Lou, who we, we never meet in this movie. What? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she like had an imaginary friend or something, and maybe that's something that she needed to call someone and have she help was Mary Lou the whole time. It, yeah, you're, you're saying there's a Fight Club situation going on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, she calls her and then tells her about her parents being passed, uh, you know, passed away and having no close relatives. Meanwhile, the paparazzi Harry guy wanders around the bushes. And she plans to go visit her friend Mary Lou in Tennessee for the holiday. Surprise! It's called the Smoky Mountain Christmas. She's gonna go to the Smokies. <laughs> well, she never even intends to go see her friend. She's just like, "Can I just borrow your cabin, friend? Do you yeah. have this? Like, <laughs> your truck and your cabin, please." Yeah, she she's fabulously wealthy, and they're like, "Hey, can I borrow your cabin?" Well, yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I know this is before, like, Airbnb, and I'm sure she did want to get away, but you can get away without calling on your friend and saying, get out of your home. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was assuming, like, where was this woman? Did she, I mean, I'm actually kind of concerned for her friend. I feel like that's the sequel to the, I mean, I know we don't necessarily need a sequel, but I'm concerned because her friend was never there and these kids, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> I'm really concerned about the friend is all I'm saying because we never heard from her and we may never, ever. <laughs> did did uh, did Jezebel get her maybe before she got there? I'm, I, I, 
I think this is just another cabin that she had. I don't think she kicked her friend out. What's that? Like, has all these cabins up in the mountains? The okay. children ate her. The children oh ate her. It's not squirrel stew. It's Mary Lou stew. <laughs> yeah, it tastes familiar. But also, like, when uh, Dolly Parton's character says, like, oh, I don't have any family, like, Mary Lou, you're her best friend. Why don't you invite her to Christmas so she's with someone that she loves, you jerk? My husband and I were planning a nice private Christmas, but, um... um... <laughs> okay. You we don't want to your kind around here. <laughs> yeah. City folk. The paparazzi guy has come with a grappling hook and a rope to climb her house. exactly something paparazzi have. You, you know what? I, I'm gonna... I, I, always, I always hate going to personal stories here on the show, but... <laughs> You what? once climbed into Jennifer Gardner's bathroom with a grappling hook. I'm not allowed to talk about that on the show. Uh, they have another situation. Uh, so, no, I um, I went, uh, this was years ago, it was like 2007, maybe 2008. I went to go to a Blockbuster video uh, just to like return, you know, like people do, you go return. And like the place was like surrounded, this was in, this was a well, Blockbuster video. So it was open, one, and this was in Los Angeles and... I'm like, oh boy, someone's here because there's just flashing. It's insane. And the blockbuster video person's walking with a big giant piece of cardboard blocking somebody. It was Lindsay Lohan. And it's at the time she was dating that one girl. I can't remember her name, but they were going and looking at movies. And in the middle, like I'm looking out the window, I'm just trying to rent movies. And I see this guy come from upside down, like Spider-Man down with a camera <laughs> and take a picture and try to snap a photo of her from... Was he like coming down from like the ceiling? Like, he was, he, there was a tree outside, and he managed oh, to like God. grip on it with his feet, and it, but he just came down like Spider Man. It was impressive. I mean, actually, I will give uh, you know what that is both terrifying and creepy, but I'll give a man props for for like getting in his like little aerobics workout while trying to snap a pic. But with this guy, like with uh, in the movie, like the second. He came out. I was like, wait, why does he have the... No, he is not about to, like, toss some rope. And, like, <laughs> I'm just like, because I'm like, they cannot be paying you this much money. <laughs> so, well, he's, like, he's freelance, I think. He's, you well, know, he's out to get a yeah. part for himself. I know he doesn't get paid that much because he has all the fashion sense of uh, Torgo. He has that, <laughs> that hat and the jacket, and there's no way he doesn't smell like livestock. <laughs> so so he, he, he climbs up to her house as the dogs chase and bark loudly, and then he begs Lorna at the window to let him in. She caves and then begs, starts screaming for Vernon, who, uh, <laughs> you know, he, unlike Mary Lou, exists as we see this old man come to get him out of the house. But uh, while she's finding him, uh, the hairy guy snaps photos of her notes and stuff. Then she packs her bag, and then we move on, and she's off. Driving the old truck already, the Smoky Mountains. We didn't even get to see a plane. I'm so glad you brought that up because I did the drive once from Tennessee to L.A. Like mm. when I moved there. And it's like it's it could easily be a three-day trip. Yep. I'm sitting here. I'm like, that truck did not make. First of all, she didn't drive anywhere for three days because she didn't have enough like powder for her wig to like make it through. <laughs> and... <laughs> And to get through that, and then like that car wasn't exactly the best car ever, and I'm just like, yeah, like when did when did all of those things occur? And you would think you'd get that whole like I'm I'm flying off to Tennessee, but no, it's just. 
<laughs> it was her friend's truck. Like she said that when she called Mary Lou, like, "Hey, I'll live in your cabin, and I'll and I'll pick up the truck outside of town." She couldn't get her own transportation, so there was just this yeah. truck somewhere that she just picked up and, and drove in. Like abandoned. Like I, that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Yeah, you'll find it in the eighth spot from the front row at Big Lots. The, key, <laughs> like, the keys are in the gas tank door. Is it Mary Lou's doing okay. She's got an extra cabin and an extra truck. What is Mary, what is Mary Lou's job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's her story? <laughs> I want Mary Lou Smoky Mountain Christmas. <laughs> Please, that's what I'm saying. I need the sequel. <laughs> a Smoky Mary Lou Christmas. There I, we go. I, wa- I want it to be Mary Lou Henner. Can it be Mary Lou Henner? Yes, <laughs> She's driving through the Smoky Mountains. She gets pulled over by a cop, Sheriff John Jensen. And he apparently just pulled her over because he thought she was attractive. I, I didn't catch your name. Well, I didn't throw it yet. It's Luella. Luella Durbin. And I'm just passing through, just zipping on down the road a piece, moving on. That's me. Oh, that's too bad. Be nice if you could stay around. I could show you some things that really take your breath away. Well, now, I bet you could. But if I've committed no real crime, then I really need to be going. Man, only thing you're guilty of, except for a little... Weaving around back there is keeping those pretty eyes all covered up behind those shades. So I can go then? You don't know what you're missing. But I can guess. Bye, Sheriff. I, I, I gotta say, he's an impressive creep. To be, she, oh, yeah. She is wearing sunglasses and, you know, a uh, like a scarf over her hair. You can't really see her. And she's got to be going, what, at least 40, 45 miles an hour. And he is still able to pinpoint, that's an attractive woman in a car. I better harass her. I mean, creeps got a creep. <laughs> <laughs> he just really wanted to go creeping that day on that country road for some country memories. He's weird. Like, I don't know where his loyalties lie, even by the <laughs> end of this. Are they okay, absolutely? Are they with Jezebel? Are they with the police force? Are they? And just what's that story with Jezebel? Like, I'm sitting here, like, I'm not, I'm not saying Jezebel is a great person, but I'm sitting here, like, I'm not saying she's bad looking or anything oh, either. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, like, what? What's the deal? Like, what's that story? That's a whole other story. Well, here, here's the thing: Dolly and uh, well, Lorna and and Jensen. They they finish a conversation. She drives off, and then Jezebel arrives, like from a completely different movie. <laughs> like that's what I was it, like. Every time it, she showed up, I'm like, oh, do they? they they went to a different movie. I agree. Because these things don't mesh well. Like, they're so apart. Like, Dolly doesn't feel right in Jezebel's story, and Jezebel doesn't... When Jezebel, like, leaves the woods, things don't feel right, and when Dolly goes into the woods, they don't feel right. I'm like, you no, guys are crisscrossing dimensions or movies. Somehow, Faye Dunaway's character from Supergirl is yes! in this movie. No, that's who she is. Yes. Somehow. She looks exactly like her, and she's all... Like, Faye Dunaway is all man-obsessed in the movie as well. Despite the fact that she's super powerful, although I'm not so sure about Jezebel, but the the fact is she's magical, but for some reason, she's got man problems. Well, and they're trying to do this, like play on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. And it's just yes. and it's just only there when they want it to be. Or when they like really yeah. force it. And it's like or maybe it's like the Tennessee version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. 
Oh man, we could have a whole side conversation. I maybe that's what it was, like backwoods Snow White situation. It it makes no sense. Like my biggest thing is sitting here, like everyone has like the well, there's people who apparently can afford multiple cars and cabins, but Jezebel is like a witch, Mm -hmm. but she's still able to like ride a horse and she can like do crazy witchcraft. Like if I was a witch, I'd hook it up. Why are you even in this town if you have these powers? I don't know, go to the big city. Yeah, and it's a mansion of your own. Yeah, Snow White didn't willingly leave the kingdom. Like she willingly left Hollywood, and the 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 evil queen wasn't living in the backwoods in Snow White. (laughs) Like it's (laughs) Snow White's like I've had enough of the city. I need to get my head clear. Right. Jezebel accosts him for sweet-talking Lorna. I guess they've been in a relationship before. They're not together now, is what I got from that conversation. Mm. And she's keen that she's the most beautiful woman ever. And she can control the ability for a car to start as well. That's what I took from her in her introduction to us. It was really weird. (laughs) By the way, we're 12 minutes into this movie. Yeah, we're and it, a lot's happened. And we're 12. And it's like, but it's just like flipping a switch. Like it's almost like at the 12 minute mark, there's a witch now. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, there's absolutely no indication anything magical has happened up until that moment. Like you know, usually when something fantastic like this happens, it's gradually introduced, or there's some kind of foreshadowing. It's like, nope, there's a witch in our movie now. <laughs> Or Christmas movie. Well, and the funny thing is, this movie probably works in some way without the supernatural element to it. It absolutely does. Well, I think if you literally took out Jezebel clips, you could just have a like. I honestly like if I had read if I hadn't read this description of what it was about when that witch showed up, I would have like lost my mind. Like, because in, in so many ways, it just works as like it could have been like Mountain Dan and a sheriff yeah. trying to get Dolly Parton's attention. Oh yeah. <laughs> Something like that. The local orphanage is beating their children and some escaped. (laughs) Right. Jezebel adds nothing to the story at all. She doesn't further it along. She doesn't improve anyone else's character. She's just, I guess they just needed to fill like 20 minutes. Not even 20 minutes. You don't think she's even in the movie for 20 minutes. They just needed to fill some time because it was a TV movie and they just, they couldn't fill it with any more commercials. (sighs) Oh, okay. So... Back in L.A., the the cops are... This goes, like, nowhere. Back in L.A., the cops are investigating the apparent kidnapping of Lorna, which they're keeping under wraps. Like, the feds are involved, and the the manager's like, maybe she just, like, took off. She was kind of something. The cops are like, no, she was kidnapped. And then the manager's immediately like, you're right, she was. What? No! I'm so confused, because she literally, like, asked for her butler to help her with a creepy man who had, like, gotten in through her window. And Vernon should be fired. He is not that great because he, like, didn't remember, I think. Or, like, he doesn't say, I I was so confused by that. Like, you literally were there last night, homie. You don't remember someone flying in with ropes through her window? Vernon might be sundowning, to be fair. We don't know. Oh, Vernon. They talk about, like, how this person, like, broke into the house, you know, like, you said about the rope and all that, like, and they broke in through the doors, broken glass, like, you could tell, like, the the broken glass is from when Dolly leaves and she breaks it with her guitar case, so that clearly was broken from the inside of the house. These are terrible cops. They think someone broke in that way. So... 
So Lorna arrives at this cabin. Finally, we've been, it feels like forever. Um, we've been building up this cabin, and we're anxious to talk about that. It's apparently, Mary Lou has it all set for her, including squirrel stew. Oh, Mary Lou said nobody had been here in years. She must have got this all fixed up for me. Squirrel stew, Mary Lou, you think of everything, don't you? Sweet girl. And she- she she sleeps at night and a, and a group of children arrive and one little girl thinks she's an she's the angel. Do you think Dolly wrote all the the appraisal stuff about herself? I a hundred percent. Because well, there's so many references like that that occur. Like she's a white witch and she's a angel and all these things. And I'm like, but what is she? Like which one, which <laughs> reference are we going with? And a lot of it just alludes to like her. I don't know, being a big blonde white country star. Like very confusing. I'm oh, sure, I'm so confident take, any magical fantastical element in this movie is all from Dolly Parton. It's like, well, why about we put this in there? And then the per- other person writing it, like, well, you're the boss. Okay, here we go. After what I'm assuming is a, a commercial break, Lorna is talking with the children and finds out they all live there as their parents went on a trip. They say so, and then we never find out about parents. So I'm guessing trip equals dead. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I think so too. I'm laughing, but I think that's yeah, safe to say they're never coming back. I thought there was gonna be some like magical ball that Jezebel had, and then when they defeated her, it broke, and like all the parents showed up again. But this movie is apparently not that hopeful. Or uh, that would just add another element that we don't need happening. True, <laughs> and more so cast funny. members. So uh... yeah. <laughs> Apparently one of them's mom said that an angel would come down and take care of them, and they aren't buying into her just being a human. <laughs> the stupidest fucking kids. She's like, aren't you just the prettiest darn angel? And Lauren is like, yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna milk this. <laughs> milk every second of this. No one told me I was an angel in Hollywood. But Jake, Jake's not buying into it. He's the older boy. He ain't buying into it. He says she can stay for dinner, but if she doesn't go after that, he'll call the police. So she makes a deal to stay and that they all end up agreeing upon. Harry the paparazzi guy begs his editor for a cash advance to follow the Lorna story as he knows where she's gone. Then at the cabin, Lorna plays guitar on the porch as the kids are out doing their chores. This is like such, I think this was like where if it had maybe stayed more in this realm, Mm -hmm. things would have made more sense because I totally can understand. I'm not like, it may not be everyone's cup of tea, but you can understand like a country like rom-com or country like holiday movie literally just being there to like break out into song Mm -hmm. like every five seconds like that's like what it felt like and i was like okay like if the witch hadn't shown up and like thrown me off for a minute Mm -hmm. that would make sense like because it's almost like that happens multiple times throughout where like she thinks of something or is trying to teach a lesson right about very Mm -hmm. ask and she's like here let me like sing a song to jake who's a hater (laughs) <laughs> Let me try and <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. I I kind of liked Jake because as much as like this movie was so hokey, Jake was like a realist. 
And I'm going to mm-hmm. applaud him for that because mm-hmm. he was like, you literally like showed mm-hmm. up. We don't know who you are. Right. Like, you're probably going to hurt all my sister and brother's like feelings. Like when you disappear, like did the dip and ditch or whatever, like mom and dad did or died, whatever died in a ditch, who knows whatever happened there. And he even has them like doing chores and things and telling her like, no, you can't do the chores for them because he's trying to teach them life skills. Because when they move back to the, to the, mansion after the movie uh, she's going to let Vernon go and she's going to save a lot of money because she has all these children to keep her mansion clean that's exactly what's going on here <laughs> Jake knew what was up and I think Jake might be the MVP of <laughs> yeah. uh, if there is one <laughs> what's r- ridiculous is that she starts singing the song and you know uh, what Jake walks away and rightfully so by the way like you said and she's mm-hmm. talking about you know, how it could be worse. Like, their parents are dead or at least abandoned them, and they're homeless. It gets worse? How does it get worse? And you're in, like, the Smoky Mountains. There's two people <laughs> near you. Yeah. There's nothing. Not only are you homeless, it's cold. You're in, this, you're in the mountains. It's about to be, like, a Donner party. No, I shouldn't say that. That's not. We go there. It's not going to get that cold, hopefully. Well, as long as they can unzip a squirrel. <laughs> Jake's makes sure that they get done. Lorna asks him what's wrong. He's afraid of her leaving. We told about that. She's inspired by talking to him, and she plays uh, Look on the Bright Side. So look on the bright side. Be on the right side. Go to the inside for a better view. Look on the bright side. It's going to be all right. I'm going to ask you guys your top 10 tracks from the movie after this is over, so be ready. <laughs> Which, God, it looked cold outside. Like, can we go inside and you play your music? <laughs> like, who? Like, how can she play guitar that freezing cold? I don't know. She has a lot of hair on her head. It, it's <laughs> Right. Her hair has never been bigger than in this movie, right? I mean, oh, it's huge. It's comically large in some of these scenes. I would just like to just say that looking at her in every single scene at any moment, the proportions were the strangest things I ever saw. And the thing is, it's not not like this is live action or whatever CGI. Like that is Dolly Parton. Like that is what he looks like. And I mean, she's the smallest waist like ever. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying. Like, it really creeped me out. And, I mean, obviously, like there are contraptions happening there. There's corsets. There's like brassiers, whatever. Mm But the hair thing just blew my mind because, like, she at least slightly tones down her outfits. Like, she's in jeans and, like, little cowboy tops and stuff, like, through some of it. Or, like, in her white dress or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. The hair situation. Her and Jezebel both. Both of them had, like, I'm like, who's the extensions lady at the smoke? (laughs) Because there's no other way that you get that kind of volume and situation. And I'm surprised it didn't end up looking messy through all of the hijinks that occur, but perfect, perfect hair. I will say like the best thing to do when watching this movie is what I did. Cause I was so curious as I was watching this, I went and like, I just Googled like Dolly Parton's hair, like (laughs) throughout throughout the ages. And I was like watching the movie and looking, it, it is, it is insane. Like she has had, I think in a year span, she's had like, 
bobs and, and crazy like wigs. And I mean, the other thing I was nervous about was I was gullible and thought, is that actually her hair? Like, could it really be? Like, I was like, I don't know. Like, it, it could, it's the South. I have seen some crazy hair that is just someone's hair on their own head, but all of that's like wigs and it's insane. <laughs> it looks like there's a dog on her head. Oh, there's too much hair. Yeah. Too I mean, people always, <laughs> when I was younger, they always, you know, always, always talk about how, you know, Dolly Parton was top heavy, but I mean, I think uh, the hair is more top heavy than what everybody was talking about. I think you're right. No, yeah, she, that was another zip code. Yeah. She's got about 40 pounds from the chest up, if yeah. not more, probably 50 between exactly. those items. Exactly. At night, she discusses doing presents with the kids and whatnot, which winds up in another song called I'd Like to Spend Christmas with Santa, I think. Oh, I'd like to spend Christmas with Santa this year. Help him bring joy and cheer to everyone, everywhere. I'd like to spend Christmas with Santa. If I get these song titles wrong, I'm sorry. I just didn't look them up. I was like, well, that sounds like the title. So we outside, we then see this burly guy looking on at the cabin and then go to a commercial. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, it's it's Lee Majors. <laughs> okay. I, I knew he was going to pop up, but it was, was, was kind of odd. Uh, during the night, uh, one of the girls comes to Lorna's bed sick. And they decide to take a look at her. Lorna wants to take her to the doctor, but the kids object pretty vehemently. And, and, and by the way, uh, does Lorna sleep in a wedding dress? That is ridiculous what she packed <laughs> to wear. I mean, like, this is Lorna Davis. It really, like, legitimately, it looks like a wedding dress that you sleep in. And then she gets up and puts on a, a robe and it's it looks like exactly the same. Like it's like, oh, thank goodness you covered up your arms. That's all it does to the, with the dress. And, and again, it is, she's an angel. So I just, it is. You know, it, I it, it's ridiculous. It is just such a deep cut on that on those pajamas. <laughs> Did, was this left over from the best little whorehouse in Texas? Why are you wearing <laughs> this? You planned on being alone by yourself? Like, oh, I'm making a sexy negligee. When I'm in a cabin I mean, no, in I mean, Tennessee she, by myself. She, maybe she was actually looking for a man out in the Smoky Mountains, and she just wanted to be ready for her, yeah. like, shot, her shotgun wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Instead, she's going to spend the weekend with seven dirty children. 100%. That's what I would want to. <laughs> so, Lorna persists to go to the doctor. They do. And the doctor's office just has animals in it. In the lobby, they talk to a couple boys who are uh, in the 4-H. For, for people not in the Midwest, that's the uh, the farm schooling classes that you can take in uh, high school. But, uh, yeah, I found that. I'm like, are they, like, trying to, like, plug the 4-H here? Because, like, why was that brought up? But the, the doctor finally sees them, and he prescribes some medicine and tells them he's both a vet and a people doctor, as there's no money in this town just doing one. He also, when she asks if he's a vet, he uh, makes a, a military veteran joke. I couldn't help but notice that you got more four-legged patients out there than you do two-legged. Are you a vet? Uh, yes, I am. Fought in World War II, 23rd Battalion. <laughs> and then I went to med school and vet school. That that fell so flat. Like, yeah. Because I thought, like, she would reply to that. Mm -hmm. Like, when he said, like, yeah, I fought in this war. And she's just like, can I have a lollipop? When I heard that, I was like, oh, this is probably the best joke the movie has. <laughs> I, I 
think so. And I think that's exactly what happened was, and Dolly knew it wasn't hers. So she, she wanted to take it away as fast as she could. Oh, so. Be like, I need to get out. As Lorna and the girl leave, they go to see a Santa display outside, and Harry, the paparazzi guy, shows up. She runs into the sheriff again, and he questions her about the little girl and wonders who Lorna is staying with and thinks the girl is familiar. And then he creepily parts away. Harry goes to a bar and orders a root beer. He's looking for Lorna via a picture and says she's won the lottery and he needs to inform her. And uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of people in this are like, I don't know who Lorna is. Bullshit. Like, she came from your small town. You know that one person that went and did big things. Uh, no, sorry. that's I'm, I'm, I 100%, especially in a town like that. Like, that's, I think, the thing that was the most fascinating is she talks about how, like, she grew up in these mountains, how, like, her family is from here. And, like, mm-hmm. and, uh, and now she's a huge country singer. Everyone would know who she is. Like, mm-hmm. everyone would know, yeah. like, the, the, those kids would have known. In the small time they were being abused in an orphanage or whatever the hell was, was going on. <laughs> there, that would be, like, their one picture they would have. And, yeah. like, for, like, a bar full of men to, like, not remember who this beautiful country singer is. Like, I just, that, yeah. that was shocking. <laughs> yeah, even if none of them listened to her music, which is incredibly yeah. unlikely... They're just looking at her like it's clear she's not from around there. And just like, you know, just I don't think it's a secret. Dolly Parton's an attractive woman. People are going to take notice of her <laughs> in that town. Yeah. Elsewhere in the bar, uh, the sheriff's sitting with another officer. And then Jezebel enters and things on the table start leaning over and the wind blows. And uh, we change into a different movie completely, pretty much. She gets mad at John Jensen because he talked to Lorna again. And that's it. Like, she, she just like can't let this guy go. Like, she, she don't want to be with him, but she won't let him go with anybody else or what? I don't know. And it also seems like the authorities would be concerned that someone can use magic and are using it against people. But like they said, they have an election coming up, which is like a whole other side story that we, we never get into, really. But, like, that's what has this, like, officer, like, concerned, I guess. That's the I would... issue here. Not a witch who's, like... I mean, she does, like, little petty things. Like, she smashes root beer glasses, but she could, like, shank somebody. Like, if she wanted to. Yeah. Or, or do, like, crazy... She could, like, bewitch the whole town, but he doesn't want to worry about that because he's, he's got an election to win. That's the most important thing going on. Mm-hmm. I him. would love if there was a debate between the sheriffs and someone would just, like, get up and let's ask the question, uh, which one are you going to do something about this witch? <laughs> Like, my ex-girlfriend. We've got, we've got a real Satanism problem here. <laughs> um, you don't want unzipping squirrels? Like, real easy out in them backwoods. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> the sequel needs to be like Thanksgiving the following year, and it's like the sheriff debate, so we can still have a holiday movie. There's Mountain Dan versus the John Jensen for sheriff. Yes. <laughs> I think that well, that's honestly, I I think we're we are in the age of uh, like reboots and revivals and things coming back. So if you put this out into the universe, it's probably gonna happen. Just <laughs> you're gonna get what you. <laughs> we need to go. Uh, let's go back to that Smoky Mountain Christmas. Let's let's, re- let's explore. What can we explore with that? <laughs> I'm Mountain Man Dan, and I say no to witches. <laughs> I'll boot every witch out of this town if you elect me. Every witch. Every single one. <laughs> and then John Jensen's like, this is all just a witch hunt. This is just a witch hunt. All of it. And then Jake, who's finally aged up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jake's actually like 22. 
or something (laughs) and he's like he actually like went to college in this like year and he comes back and he's like what the fuck is wrong with every single one of us you need to leave like just leave leave the population of a hundred make it like five whatever just leave But if we leave, so, where will we get our overalls? And the cabin, the kids and Lorna are uh, decorating and fixing it up. As she goes through uh, one of the kids' artwork, she winds up singing a work-in-progress song to, uh, to her called, like, Beautiful to Me. After bed, Lorna sits on the porch in the freezing cold again and works on a song in the dark. And then Jezebel calls to her and leads her into the woods. As they get to a stream, the burly guy nabs her and she faints. Awakens by the fire with him, and he makes her drink some herbs. And the guy well, says well, he, he it says. was a witch woman, and, and what she saw was real. As Lorna proves to be a skeptic about it, like he says to her, "Drink this," and she drinks it. There's nothing a woman loves more than being ordered to drink something by a strange man. This was a scene that, like, I think another time in a modern time, like you can't have. Like she gets like I understand he saved her from like a crazy witch, but like. I'd want, I'd be like, can you just take me straight home? Like, I didn't ask for the Lyft or the Uber to drop me off. <laughs> yeah, you, you've been stalking. <laughs> you've been stalking. You know what cabin I'm in. Like, you need to take me <laughs> home. And I like how she's just like, well, isn't this just nice? Like, you made me some tea. I don't even. <laughs> why does it smell funny? I don't care. Like, why does it make me feel drowsy? Like, no, don't. What the hell? Go home. <laughs> You have seven kids to raise, Lorna. Right. <laughs> you can't be out drinking, like, hippie tea what? with Mountain Man Dan. Says he's Mountain Dan, which she recognizes this legendary figure portrayed as a monster in their local folklore. So she's like, oh, well, I'll take Mountain Dan's drink, even though he's just Mountain Hugh Man or Hugh Dan, or I don't know. And he's, he's been keeping an eye on the kids for months so they don't have to go back to the children's home, which sums up that children's home. Lorna invites him to come to Christmas with them, but he declines and tells her to stay out of the woods. At the bar, Harry's struggling to find transportation as the bartender's prior arrangement didn't work, so he gives him a pillow, and we cut to Harry on a donkey. There are donkeys in, in, yes. in the middle of the Smoky Mountains, but sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's been, <laughs> I mean, th- there's plenty of asses in this movie already, <laughs> but, uh, so we think the donkey, like, I thought the donkey was getting up to the cabin, but it's actually, they answer the door, it's Mountain Dan, it was, I don't know if they intentionally made oh, it look no, that I way. That too. I, when I was, like, watching this, I'm like, did the, wait, the paparazzi guy got up there, but it's, it's a crack team of editors <laughs> on this, I mean, they're the ones who decided to make the movie looked like a PowerPoint presentation with like a book opening and closing <laughs> different scenes. But, you know, so you can't have everything. Uh, the, ki- the kids hold him at gunpoint and have him show what's in the bag to them, and it ends up being a fruitcake. Did anyone like, see like the guy had like a like an oven to bake? Like I was like, where did he make this? His strong <laughs> campfire that he just sat and waited <laughs> and waited. Strong early man hands making that fruitcake. Making do in the snow. Wonder how much of that cake has tassel on it. Right. Exactly. It's just unchecked berries from the trees. (laughs) You're going to trip pretty hard in your first couple of bites, but after that, it's delicious. (laughs) The kids are surprised to find Lorna invited him. Harry struggles up the mountain. 
We didn't, uh, we didn't get a song number or something, Dreaming of a Smoky Mountain Christmas, which is probably the hit single from the TV special. Um, you can buy it uh, if you call this number while watching The 700 Club. You can get it. Um, so the kids uh, decorate. Dan has a moment with Jake tying knots together. It's a male yeah. bonding thing, I guess. And, and you know the thing about Jezebel is that she says when she sees Dolly that she's got some kind of magic about her, and the whole time you watch the movie, you're thinking, "Oh, shut up, that's dumb." But apparently, she does because Dolly Parton is playing on a guitar, but we hear the sounds of a full band playing as she's playing that guitar. Yes, we we hear the voices of children sing as well that are clearly not the voices of the children in the cabin. No, because like there was like in that earlier song, whatever the very first one is that she sings with them when they're all singing together, there were kids who just weren't opening their mouths. And I was oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Or like they're mouthing a different like song, like again, crack team on editing, but it's like nothing's matching up. But if she's an th- angel, like the little girl thought, th- those could just be angels singing. That, that could, that's, there's your. There's the solution. <laughs> Here's what happened. Henry Winkler went up to the kids and said, hey, kids, we don't have all the lyrics yet. So just go yeah. ahead and move your mouths, and then uh, we'll just put it in later. Okay, kids, sounds great. Let's get hey. to work. <laughs> <laughs> and he rode a motorcycle off. So we're just going to run over here. We're going to elbow the jukebox, and you guys go. You got it? Okay. I'll, I'll stop making Happy Days jokes now. They're not funny. <laughs> it's an Emmy winner, uh, Henry Winkler. Lorna sees him out, uh, out and Dan, and agrees, agrees to come back for Christmas dinner. Harry is lost, screaming for help in the mountains on the donkey, and he's looking for, uh, he turns to God for help. The, the man in the sky. Wolves, <laughs> what's going on? Please, God, help me out of this one. No more gossip, no more lies, only the truth, the pure truth. Just Get me out of this night, please. Give me one sign to help me out of here, please. He runs into Jezebel in the woods, and she tells him how much he she doesn't like his friend, and any friends of hers is an enemy of mine. And she uses her powers to toss him off the donkey, and it runs away. Harry then he then turns to God again to let him live through the night. He then sees a cabin and knocks on the door. The person behind the door threatens he has a gun, and when it opens, it's... Mountain Dan. He's been on the both sides of that situation, hasn't he? <laughs> he learned a thing from Jake that day. Yeah. You know, in this movie, he could be future Jake, come back to make sure all Christmas <laughs> happens. There's Witch from a completely other dimension. Some Terminator situations coming. How would he know to watch that specific cabin in the woods that a bunch of kids were going to go there? I'm just saying. And he's a mythical creature from folklore. I don't know. So he feeds Harry, tells him the story about Lorna and the witch, and uh, Dan denies knowing Lorna when shown the picture. Uh, Dan suggests that maybe she wants to be left alone. Harry then chews up some buckshot that's in the uh, the food he's eating. Loves it. Back to the Future 3 got that uh, buckshot eating from uh, this movie, right? <laughs> yes. That's where it came mm-hmm. from. Okay. That's what Robert Zemeckis has been on record saying that this was a major inspiration. <laughs> Uh, the kids then have a meeting with Lorna wanting her to be their mama 
Uh, they said they voted to stay uh, to stay with her, and she says judges decide on things like that. They sure do. They think she has a big house and can keep them, but she tries to explain things to them, and they get upset and leave. And the police, uh, led by John Jensen, show up at the cabin to arrest the kids. He says they are fugitives that escaped from the home and been stealing food from town. And then Lorna touches one to stop them and Jensen grabs her and says she's he's taking her in for obstruction of justice. By the way, like when this is all happening, I don't know if anyone else caught this. This was like the one thing that maybe if, if I can actually say this shocking, like threw me off the most is like when the cops are like trying to wrangle the kids, one of them literally says what we have here is a failure yes. to communicate. It's horribly like, yeah. delivered. I was like, did he just, did he just rip that? Did he just decide to, and I, there is a part of me that wonders if it was in the script where he says, we, what we got here is a failure to communicate or if whatever actor was just like getting their like three second. And like, it got moment, left in. He was like, I'm just gonna, gonna get this line in. It was funny, right? It's like, yeah, it, Steve, just don't just, it's not funny, Steve. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna oh, throw it in there. Do it. Because it, 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 it's delivered, like, so poorly. Like, it's, they're, they're like, dragging the cases, like, well, we have here, so you can't. Like, that's how it's delivered. And it's like, wait, wait, yeah. did he just cool hand Luke in here? Like, what? Hey, Dickless, guess what? That was delivered by the bad guy in the movie. You're <laughs> say, you're announcing that you're the bad guy. It, also, like, you're announcing it like you're the kid in a seventh grade play and, like, you peed your pants and have to say your last line before you exit yeah. like, it was it was so it was done so badly i'm glad i wasn't the only one that like picked that line. Like, i was like that was what i and then I, he, he trying to look like a badass in front of the kids the kids don't know what that fucking movie is <laughs> they're not they're homeless they <laughs> live they had to break into a cabin you dickhead i've also like never been around technology they're doctor <laughs> Like, works on goats. Like, that's the community we live in. That's what we have here. The, the most we have to technology is Jezebel powering a car. Like, there's nothing else. All we got here is a failure to communicate. Tonight on Smoky Mountain Community Public Access at 8 p.m., Cool Hand Luke, starring Paul Newman. Uh, Runtime is about two hours and uh we have no commercials during it so you might want to get something now <laughs> maybe that's a these kids don't even go to the library to rent movies okay <laughs> the library it's over it's over by the crick jake watches this from outside and he goes to like shoot the cops with the rifle but dan shows up and stops him from doing it he's like <laughs> i'm future you i came to you know this is days of future past moment right there freaking murder i'm gonna run with dan as future jake that's what i'm gonna i think, all right. I'm, I think I'm gonna accept that as they're if you all murder a cop they might try as an adult so let's just put this shotgun down <laughs> as they're all hauled off dan brings jake where uh he and harry were just watching the whole thing and uh we get a pan through the empty cabin that leads us to what i assume was a commercial break when this aired police drop the kids off at the home was it applegate is that what they call yeah mm-hmm and uh, Lorna tells us they don't really have kids there. I don't know how she knows that in the narration, but she does. Lorna's thrown in a jail cell. We then see Jezebel making an apple pie and putting a toad into a cauldron. Some water turns green into red, and the pie finishes baking. She presents it to her cat for approval. It's Salem. 
Zeta. That's this movie is missing a wise cracking magical cat. Yeah, it should have talked. Why not? I honestly I really thought it was going to for a second, and when it didn't, I was like, that's that is the reason why I don't like this movie. There's no other reason. <laughs> no. No, you that's know what like, I want? I, I would want it to like snicker. That's what I would want it to do. Is go, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just like cuts the commercial. <laughs> At night, Jake shows Dan and Harry where they took the kids and gives him the schematic rundown of the inside. As they're talking about that. So the kids home. Dan tells Harry to go up to the door and make up some story to buy time. Jake warns that they have guns inside there. Like every good children's home should. Inside, he tells them he's there for a surprise inspection, but they don't buy it, and they kick him out. And then Dan devises they bust out Lorna. John Jensen then offers Lorna a drink in her cell as he's talking to her. But an old woman arrives. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes. You take one more step, you're going to get your Christmas punch early. Ooh, speaking of punch. you Anybody here? I'll be right back. Oh, whoop de doo <laughs> Santa be back, Santa be back. He be back real soon. That was such a creepy scene when she's, like, in there because he keeps trying to, like, push her out. Like, I'm trying to get some in this cell right now. Like, I'm trying oh, yeah. to, like, abuse oh, yeah. a woman. And it was so aggressive where I was, like, this is where his character is like beyond problematic because you're just like they really went for that creep yeah. factor. Like he's like, I want to like do whatever horrible things when no one that... else is in. No, because there's no other. There are no other cops there. We don't know where anyone else. And it plays, is. it plays creepy to us, but the movie doesn't know it's playing creepy. It's playing like, oh, this is a thing yeah. that happens, and well, it's like, well, oopsie. Well. No. No, in, in, apparently in every Dolly Parton movie, there are uh, 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 two characters, Dolly Parton's massive rack, and uh, a, at least one guy that is trying to sexually assault or harass her. Like, legitimately, like, mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen a Dolly Parton movie where it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. And the thing, too, is it's like, it's always her saying things like, oh, gosh, darn it. I'm like, no, use the pepper spray. This isn't a gosh darn it moment. Oh, don't talk to me like that. Like, well, yeah, like even at the beginning of the movie, like the first time that they're introduced to each other, he's immediately harassing her, and she's like, "Oh, I had enough of you." Like, like that is like, like okay, you're strong for saying that. Fuck off. But at the same time, like that's not enough. No. She, yeah, she's the person that th lets things go as boys will be boys. It's like, no, no, Dolly, no, 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 no. This well, is I just, where I, I like admire Jezebel in the situation because she's like, I'll I will mess a bitch up. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. She will, she will blast some root beer glasses in your face. Like if you mess with her. Whereas like Dolly's like, oh, I'm just gonna make a silly little song. Like, no, Dolly, like this is a problem. Like you're a part of me too, and you don't even know it. Oh my god. So, so she should have teamed up with Jezebel, is what I you're mean, saying. I would have I would have on I would have been there for that for both of them together to team up against that cop. Would have been great. Would have been the best. So the radio then calls for Jensen to help out at a prison break and Jensen answers it saying he's not in and he blows it off and then the woman says she's afraid of leaving the jail with convicts out on the loose and reminds him an election's coming up and he grabs his hat and leaves and she calls him a miserable toad and I I thought when that radio thing happened 
that that was part of the plan for Mountain Dan and Jake and the, the Harry. That was like mm-hmm. what they were doing. I think that was Jezebel like using her sorcery to like make a fake thing happen. And that's why she's like, why aren't you, why aren't you going for that? Why aren't you going for that? Yeah, that confused me too. I was like, is it because there is actually a problem or is she like, what? I took it as at first I thought, yeah, I thought that was the plan of Mountain Dan, which rhymes. Thank you. And <laughs> then I thought it was, then I was like, wait, it's the witch doing that? Like, I don't think it was real. No, like, no I, I think it- what we need is we need we need an element to happen when her witchcraft happens. Like, I need there to be like wind chimes or, or something. Or, or bottles like that lean back. Yeah, bottles yeah. that lean back. Do a Michael Jackson lean back? Like something. I need there needs to be an element that occurs when her magic happens because otherwise I'm just I'm not gonna believe I'm not gonna believe you, Jezebel. It's not you who made that clock do whatever. Like no. When she no. walked in as the old woman, I I didn't immediately think it was Jezebel. I thought it was part of the 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 Mountain Dan plan. That's why I thought it was. I thought yeah. it had something to do with that because we had just cut from that. I completely forgot about the apple pie and the Snow White bullshit, and I was like, oh yeah, duh, duh, Brandon. Yeah, so I wasn't. I was thinking that this was part of their plan to break her out of jail, not the the uh, apple pie schematic. But right. it, well, after he leaves, she brings Lorna the apple pie in the cell and kisses her ass, saying like she knows she's Lorna Davis and whatnot, or her and her husband, blah blah blah. blah, blah. And she brought the apple pie and with silverware and everything. Stops it through the bars. Yes. Just like. Pushes a pie through a jail cell. And I was like, I hope you didn't think, you didn't like hide a file in this pie, did you? Oh, but I'm going to orally shank you in a second. And, <laughs> that was gross. Anyway, that's what's the, well, well, that's what the sheriff was trying to do. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Digestively shank you. How's that? All right. Yeah. Better than, okay. Again, that's what he was trying to do. Okay. So Dan and company arrive outside the jail and devise busting her out. And inside, Lorna starts feeling sleepy and she lies down in her bed. And the old woman transforms into Jezebel. Lorna recognizes her and then, like, falls asleep. And Dan and company, they get through, like, into the cell and find Lorna asleep. And they just and they're like, Dan should kiss her to wake her up. And uh, it doesn't work. She's dead, and that's the end. <laughs> that's it. It's Dolly's ten minutes of men forcing themselves on. Her. <laughs> oh, God. You know, like, but the kid. The kid. No, I'm kidding. Well, Jacob uh, gives a heartfelt plea to her. He cries, and tear lands in her face, and she wakes up. That worked. And then uh, Lorna and Jezebel she feeds off the have sadness, a big run-in on the street as they leave the jail. When Jezebel goes to attack, Lorna demands. One more taste of the apple pie. She compliments the hell out of the pie, to which Jezebel is somehow tricked into taking a bite of it for herself and falls victim, passing out. That is that was that I think was when you knew like that whole like plot like that's like whatever this was with Jezebel didn't make any sense and was written by like, Dolly Parton. Like it was, I'm, like, I'm gonna outsmart her. That's how you're gonna go out, Jezebel. Like that's how that's how we're gonna do this character. Like she had a huge black crazy massive horse. She had all these crazy powers. She could start cars and make glasses fall over. Like she has some man issues. Like there were so many things happening, and then she gets duped because she ate some like pie from Whole Foods and. Right. Well, I mean, when you have someone like I don't, I don't, I don't know like a 
whole lot about Dolly Parton, but if she was like a person with a big ego, this would be the part where you're like, I want to look smart in this movie. I want to look smart. And then you have this dumb scene where <laughs> she stupidly outwits the pie eating. It's almost like to throw it back to her uh, co-star of Rhinestone, uh, Stallone, when you can tell he's in a movie and he wrote what jokes he writes. And it gets, yeah, because yeah, they're like, oh, no, 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 you're not comedy. You are not. So. Lorna and Harry go to the home to get the kids and are welcomed with a rifle in their face, as as you should be at every orphanage. Harry pleads that he's brought Lorna Davis to come sing to the kids, but they have no idea who she is. Because no one knows who this famous country is. This town has completely turned their back on the career of Lorna Davis after yes. she left the town. He then points to Santa in the street. There's a reluctant agreement to bring the kids in one at a time to talk to Santa. The police return to the wall, through the wall, removed it from the cell. Uh, the sheriff deduces that they went to the Apple Gates to pick up the kids as as the first kid sits on Santa's lap, Harry and Jake sneak upstairs. Santa grabs the two women to buy time. As they're getting all curious. of this is happening, don't you think like Mountain Dan could have just, I mean, this is going to sound cruel, but at the same time, it's Mountain Dan. Like, he's really <laughs> big and really strong. Why didn't he just like put both of these women like somewhere and like lock them in a door? Like, he could have picked them up. Like, he could have literally swung each of them under each of his arms. Yeah, it's not like he has like, a reputation to keep up. He's a scary man in the mountains. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, he literally, I mean, he could have thrown them out into the mountains. Like, I was just like the whole, that whole like scene of like rescuing the kids was so like Scooby-Doo, like like running in and out of doors right. kind of stuff. And I was like, just sock them in the face. Also, there's like seven kids. Just let them loose. They're rabid. They've been living in the mountains. You don't know what they're capable of, but I'm sure they can take out both of these women. It's not as complicated as you folks are making it out to be. Seriously. Uh, Dog, it's not that hard. I mean, if you can trick a witch into eating an apple, a poison apple pie she right. made, like, come on. You can remove children from horrible child care. Right. Like, you can do it. So pandemonium occurs. Uh, they load the sleigh with kids and escape. And then John Jensen ends up lassoing the sleigh to, to a stop in town as it's dashing away. <sighs> and then we cut to court with a judge played by John Ritter. Quiet. Could all of you please be seated? Here they're on the bridge. Quiet. Please, Quentin. Would you mind sitting down? I just have a thing about people standing behind me. There are three more going over the bridge. I'll look at them at my convenience. Please, sir, take a seat. Thank you so very much. Now, isn't that better? Thank you. And... He reads them over their charges, grand theft auto of a sleigh, lot of blah, blah. Uh, but uh, all the charges are dropped against all parties. The judge then moves on to the custody of the children, and Lorna says she'd like to take them in. And Dan stands by her as well as Harry. And then because this is a Christmas movie, the judge immediately grants temporary custody to her. That's how the law works. <laughs> That's how we do it here in Christmas Town. Like that's, I was like, wow, this okay, this did become a Christmas movie right here. So she and then Dan, uh, they kiss. They're romantically involved now. Uh, yeah. Oh, you mean you didn't realize that at all? I, You're going, really? Yeah, I, it, it happened. I, I was, I was pulling for I him. Ed up with the paparazzi guy myself, but. It's like, oh, uh, this is a thing. Uh, is Mountain Dan really going to move to L.A.? Like, I, is it just going to be a weekend Christmas thing? And then does he want nine kids? Like, I, but, you know, you have to have the, the kid, the court ruling, uh, the kiss. 
It, it's got it all. I'm getting a little misty. I'm just talking about it. Okay, so we go back to the cabin. Another song. This kids open Christmas gifts. It's uh, the gift of love. There's a song that plays at the end. The gift of love is hard to find. I've searched my whole life through. God above has smiled on us this Christmas. I got you. Uh, of course. One of the little girls looks up at the sky and says, Thank you, God, for making us a family again. And then uh, takes a group photo of them. I don't know how genuine that was because it's like she's with Mountain Dan. And I feel like he was going to threaten her if she didn't like say say it. (laughs) It seemed like a really forced thing. Or it also seems like that was a lie. Granted, like it was hard keeping up with all of the kids. I don't remember if this is one of the kids that had more lines in the movie earlier, but I just feel like someone like shoved, like was like tapping her, like this is your time, this is your time, this is your one line. Yeah. <laughs> and she like said it like, oh, God bless us, everyone. Yeah. Was, oh, oh, okay. Th- there we go. The end. It's 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 yeah. The God bless us, everyone, and the every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Line, <laughs> and like everything in this movie, it falls flat. <laughs> Exactly, and, that's- and and we don't know what what they're. And I'm like, I'm sitting here like concerned about things. Like, what's their living situation? Like, we were concerned earlier in the movie about a girl having her own bedroom. Now we have like a massive mountain man, Dan. We have Dolly Parton in her freaking wedding dress and her wigs, and <laughs> guns, and all of these in this. And there's a little girl's paintings. That like like there's so many objects and things that we have to fit in this home that also doesn't belong to any of them. What happens when her friend comes back? She's gonna literally she's finding all of this. What's well, that's what I wondered. Like, is she gonna call her after this? Like, oh, hey, so you know there were a bunch of kids squatting in your cabin. Uh, <laughs> we're living in here now. All seven of them. I have custody of them. Oh, and a uh, local mountain man is, uh, uh, I guess we're kind of dating now, and he's around <laughs> here a lot as well. So, uh, how oh, was Christmas? P.S. Mountain Dan, kind of hunky. They have an open relationship because the paparazzi guy's there, and we don't know what, we don't know what that is. You we don't know the, what that relationship is. You know who the paparazzi guy is now in that family relationship? He's Polly from Rocky. Oh. Oh. They're gonna buy. They're gonna buy him a, a creepy romantic robot. Like happy birthday, Harry. When it gets to like eighty-eight, yeah, that's what they're gonna do. I'm gonna be the creepy uncle who takes pictures. Yes. It, it has a grappling hook and like climbs into people's bedroom windows. Like he's that creepy uncle. He's Uncle Uncle Paparazzi, Uncle Pat. And they Just, never they never answer the question the movie poses right in the beginning. Is she gonna cross over and become a pop star? Like, they just ditch it, and they I go to, like to Smokies. They never come around like I thought. Or is does Hollywood think she's dead because she was kidnapped? Like, yeah, like there's a, is it going to get a phone call? There's a mess to deal with, like, after the credits end. Like, like this story's not over. No, like, it's not. No. This is why we need answers, and I think if anyone's listening, we're ready for the, <laughs> we're ready for the sequel. I think if we can get sequels for, like, Legally Blonde, we yes. we we can get a sequel. Like, what happened to Vernon? What happened to her friend? Did did Jezebel wake up? Like, maybe her and the cop like find a way to reconcile. Like, maybe he go. 
goes and finds her. Can you imagine, by the way, the scene of finding her? <laughs> <laughs> like, going into that jail cell, and, like, the the wall is, like, completely blown out, and there's, and, like, she was, like, left in a really creepy position. Mm-hmm. Like, watch it, her, like, arms and legs, you're like, ah! Like, 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 like a dead cat. I'm like, my God. And there's a rotten yeah, apple pie here. Like, there's ants the now. Can you there's, a, there's a horse like, standing apple. outside. Like, what the <laughs> hell happened? That's what I'm saying. Like, can you imagine? Like, what if, like, those cops weren't actually, like, cops this entire time? And, like, actual, like, FBI show up to investigate the kidnapping. And they're just like, what the fuck is this town? A doctor for, for animals. There's, like, just rabid children running around. There's, like, dead witches. What yeah. the fuck? So, so, you know, when she wakes up, she is a witch. Like, did, <laughs> did you mean, did you, did you mean say bitch, sir? I know, I know, I said witch. Like, the just sorcery. Go, sorcery. Oh. Just She's a magic user. You'll find out what we mean. I don't think it'll be too worried. This looks like one of the magic pies. I think she's going to be out for a few years. Yeah. So we got some time. The uh, oh, bottles in the bar will be safe. Standing she's straight up. Get real right if they leave her like that. Just saying, like you really don't want to leave a witch or just a body just hanging out. She also may have murdered the parents of like nine children. You know, uh, yeah. Not sure. Not sure, but you you can figure that out. Uh, we have but... one more Christmas songs to sing in the cabin. <laughs> By the way. How strong is that fucking horse that it could rip out a wall of a prison what? cell? But it's a magical horse, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. It's either the world's strongest horse or the oh, world's weakest boy. wall. I almost might believe Mountain Dan could just punch that hole in the wall more than that horse drag it open, but I don't, I don't know. Or Future Jake, as I like to say. <laughs> I, I would love to see him headbutt the wall and <laughs> just explode. 100%. <laughs> Or he takes all of his tassels and ties them together and somehow, you know, like bends the parts. like Dolly Parton's wig and turns it into Oh, yeah, that could pull it. Into rope. I think, I think her I think her hair was completely um, underused in this film. Like, I think, there <laughs> were a lot of, I think there were a lot of ways it could have come in handy. Could have made some blankets for those kids. I think she was being kind of selfish. You know what should have happened? When John Ritter came into the courtroom, he should have popped that wig off, put it on his head, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this retro now style." We're now we're in I want to know what's underneath it all. I actually don't though. At the same time, that would that would probably I would probably have nightmares. Not gonna lie, I don't, yeah. no, no one wants to see what's under that. No. Yeah, like at that at that time maybe. Now it's like Ned. It'd probably be sad. We we, we we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> I'll take the underground tour of Dollywood. That's all. <laughs> when you look in the mirror, I just wonder what you see. I wonder if you even know that you're beautiful to me. We don't usually do this, but I saw this review on imdb that i have to share and by the way there are uh i don't know there's like 26 or something like that reviews of a smoky mountain christmas on imdb <laughs> all of them are 10 out of 10s except for one which is 9 out of 10 oh <laughs> what do you where did they go I, I don't i don't i don't know maybe there just wasn't enough wig maybe that was the issue i'm looking at these as we speak and the usernames are Fantastic. This is from uh, Taz Woman, three two five six three. This was in uh, November <laughs> of two thousand six. 
And uh, here's how it reads, and I'm going to read it in a voice that I I know it has to be in. Okay, here we go. Dolly and Lee Majors and Smoky Mountain Christmas is my favorite movie. When I had my VCR, I watched it all year round. Now, I can't watch it anymore because I don't have a VCR. And you don't sell it on DVD. I really wish you'd make it on DVD so I can start watching it again. I really miss watching, please. The movie at times is real sad. I start to cry, but watching it more than it makes you happy again. Me and my daughter watched it together all the time. She asked me the other day if she if they make it on DVD so we could watch it. It's the best Christmas movie I have ever watched. And I really love watching it over and over. I think Dolly Parton and Lee Majors are very good actors together. Well, have a good holiday, and I hope it comes out on DVD very soon. I, that's the one I saw. I, <laughs> I don't think you know how IMDb works, sir. I think that this we need to help this person out. We need to get these complaints over to like Best Buy or whoever. It is on it. DVD. We're, it is on DVD. It is on it is. DVD. Yeah, well, it's like it's like. Well, this was written in 2006, from what I'm seeing. So the DVDs exist back. Yes, it, DVDs came yes. out in like the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is that they say you don't sell it on DVD. Like somehow IMDb makes DVDs. <laughs> going on here like they're saying i really miss watching it but i watch it all the time but i when did their when did their issue begin <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna add to this lore there there is a dvd listed but with like no release date it came out they just don't know when it came out it came from good times entertainment so it probably came out like in the early days of dvd but you can purchase it for $26.99 brand new on Amazon through the marketplace. So it is scarce, but available. So if you want to watch someone's VHS copy converted to DVD, go ahead and buy it on Amazon Marketplace. It's just, yeah. There's a comment on here from November of this year saying, please bring this to DVD. There are people right now, (laughs) right now, who need this ASAP, so it needs to happen. So, folks, I, I know we haven't been the most glowing about this. If you Smoky Mountain Christmas fiending for DVD people just want to hear about the movie, how it progresses, just know you can find it. There's there's copies on Amazon, so that means you could probably go to eBay, find some DVD copies. It's a U.S. DVD. Sorry, sorry, Mr. O'Brien in Australia uh, if you're looking for it. But, but it's on YouTube, folks. That's how I watched it. There's a lot of rips of it on YouTube. Yeah, Maybe they don't have the internet up there. Wi Fi does not work as well. But then again, they got on IMDb, so I mean, we got. I think we'll. I think we'll figure it out. Uh, we got that Smoky Mountain internet. Yep. <laughs> Tonight at nine, following our showing of Cool Hand Luke, we have Dolly Parton and Lee Majors in a Smoky Mountain Christmas, directed by Henry Winkler of Happy Days. Uh, it's. The only two films we will be playing one after another in a cycle. That's their holiday movie marathon. She's beautiful. She sure is. I know who she is. She's the angel.
Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are a cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our options are as follows. Stay with your family, which means don't go to Smokies. Stay in L.A., become a pop star, do that. You're not interested in any kind of Smoky Mountain Christmas. Uh, converted, which means uh, you take that Smoky Mountain vacation. You're down with uh, witchcraft, all that. That's that's pretty cool. Or drink of the Kool-Aid. You'll take in nine strange kids and the burly guy in the mountains. No problem. So, Shirare, how do you rate a Smoky Mountain Christmas? Okay, my rating might be a little surprising as much as I know we talked <laughs> a lot about this movie and, like, the highs and lows of it. I actually think I will say Converted only because it's such a nonsensical, like, Christmas movie, in my opinion. Like, it's it's not your tip. It's not a typical country Christmas movie the way I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of weird... A lot of, like I said, nonsensical elements, weird elements, magical elements to it. But at the same time, I think for the right audience, maybe, like, this would be something enjoyable. As we saw from IMDb, there's definitely people out there who enjoy it. And I think, like, as much as, like, this might not be something that everyone's going to watch, like, maybe every single Christmas, it's it's not on that level at all. It's, It's an interesting watch. For sure. I actually think it would have been a lot less entertaining if it had just been, oh, I'm Dolly Parton as Lorna Davis. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to go to the Smoky Mountains. I'm going to play some music and adopt some kids and maybe meet my boo. Like that would have been (laughs) interesting. But I, I thought it was I thought like all of these ridiculous things that happened during it make it the reason like I think it, it could convert people and make people want to watch it. So I'm even I, I'm shocked even saying that a little bit, but at the same time I don't I don't hate it. So I don't want to say like this is something that you should never watch. I just think like you should definitely watch it with a grain of salt and just be here for a ridiculous ride and be ready to laugh during it and have a squirrel stew to have while you watch it. <laughs> Cullen. I uh, am ashamed to admit that I did not realize that they were going for a Snow White thing until you guys mentioned it at the beginning of this uh, episode. So the whole time, I'm like, why is this witch here? This is dumb. Now I understand why the witch is in it a little bit more. And I, I do agree that if the if it was just like a straightforward story, like a country singer just befriends these children, then yeah, it would be boring and, and dumb. But the same time then you could at least i don't know develop the kids characters a little bit make me give a shit uh i do agree that it's uh, it's better i guess like more entertaining if there's a witch but at the same time uh there's like they never like do any kind of character development or like even like the the character development that they did in the seven the snow white and the seven dwarves where they just give them a name like okay that's the personality trait they don't even have that in this movie. They're just dirty, dirty Tennessee children. Uh, <laughs> not that all t- children from Tennessee are dirty, but they are dirty Tennessee children. We've certainly watched worse movies uh, than this. I can honestly say that. I just wish there was more ridiculous stuff. At one point, I did think that Dolly Parton was going to fight back against the witch and use magic. If that had happened, I absolutely would recommend this movie. Uh, but, you know, honestly, I'm going to stay with my family on this one. So, uh, Brandon, how do you rate A Smoky Mountain Christmas? I wish 
in preparation and looking up what like the movie was about or getting the little synopsis that I had no idea going in it would go into witchcraft. I would have liked to have that like been hit on the side of the head with that and been like, what is going on? That might have changed like how I felt about some of the zaniness of this movie. It's weird. Um, it's very got very a lot of dolly stuff that I think works humorously now in retrospect. And it's it's got like the the generic like some of the checklist stuff for Christmas movies. It just I don't I don't know. It was it was both at times a tough watch and at times like a silly watch, and it was like battling uh, between that for me back and forth. And I I don't know if there was enough strange for me. I whew, it it like I want to say it worked enough for me, and then I want to say like it didn't work. So like I'm on a line here of of where to go, but. I think, ooh, I think, I think all the men must stay with my family, but I'm close to just being converted for some of the weirdness and stuff. I wish I would have known the witch was there because if that would have came out of left field for me, I might have like had a different vibe on this movie. Like, whoa, what, what's happening right now? But it's like clearly it was there in the synopsis. And I'm like, oh, so I'm a witch is gonna pop up here. But the way it does is so weird. So yeah, I'll stay with my family, but it's a close close to the converted don't take a trip to the cookies during christmas (laughs) (laughs) if you're thinking about leaving the big city just stay right there with vernon (laughs) (laughs) santa here call 1-900-660-6666 and i'll tell you a different christmas story every day but before you call listen to old santa your parents have to pay for these calls so get their permission first then, when you call me, I'll tell you how to get a whoopee from my Christmas collection. And part of your $1.85 two-minute call goes to Special Olympics. So call me at 1-900-660-6666. Merry Christmas! <laughs> On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing another television movie. This time, it's 2013's Christmas Bounty. Joining us for discussion will be Morgan Bricker from The Swoon List. Someone I think Cullen knows. Hmm. So as always, we appreciate you lending your ears for our show whenever it is you've chosen to listen. And we also appreciate Sharari for coming on. It's been magnificent. Oh, thank you guys. It's been a pleasure, y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> I had to throw it. I had to throw a y'all in there like one more time. Oh. But no, I had a I had a blast. I had a blast. Thank you. And uh, where can, once more, where can people find uh, find all your all your stuff you're working on? Yeah, sure. For those interested, you can uh, check us out at a uh, culturist. It's a uh, culturist.com. And uh, for me personally, if you guys ever want to chat anything nerdy or uh, if if there are people out there who have more uh, things to talk about, Dolly Parton or otherwise, I'm on Twitter myself. Uh, it's just uh, my name, Sharari Drury, on Twitter. All right. Well, thank you again. We look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to Christmas Bounty, the trailer that actually trails. ABC Family and WWE Studios present a world premiere movie event. Sounds like fun. Countdown to 25 Days of Christmas with a new kind of family comedy. Baby! Daddy! This holiday caper's right on target. Very festive tree and crossbow. WWE's The Miz. I'm your smoking hot ex-boyfriend. And Secret Life's Francia Reza. There's nowhere I'd rather be. Christmas Bounty, only on ABC Family. Check local listings.
Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Cullen, how do they do Christmas up in them Smokies? A country and western singer on a trip through the... <laughs> I'm sorry, just the last part of it. It always cracks me up. I'll start up. I'll do it. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> a country and western singer on a trip through the Tennessee mountains runs into a reclusive backwoodsman and a witch. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> A Smoky Mountain Kristen. Uh, Kristen. Okay. <clears throat> a Smoky Mountain. See, 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 Sharari, see how bad our show really so, is? Like, it's fantastic <laughs> getting the behind the scenes look at this. I, I would not want to meet Smoky Mountain Kristen. No. I don't imagine there's a lot of teeth there. She's like Florida Tammy. It's, 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 the, it's the Tennessee version. So. Right. There are flip there are flip flops, both versions. Oh.